What's up everybody, it's your boy Rudy here again today from Afro Hustle Podcast. So today is, uh, this is going to be our second episode, you know, and um, you know, that first episode we really talk about a lot of things that really the objective of this podcast, right? And the whole point of this podcast is, uh, like I said in, in, in the last episode, was really about all the work that we do as immigrants, you know, immigrants in the United States, uh, you know, we all have a different stories, right? We all have different venues, we all have different stories on how we came here and all the different things that we involve in our lives until we actually get to where we actually call ourselves success, right? Today's episode, I really wanted to talk about myself. I really wanted to introduce myself. I really wanted to tell you a little bit about me and how I got started, how I came here, you know, how things kind of unfold for me and where I am today. I can't really say I'm like success, a 100% success, but you know, success is not, it's not an achievement, so to speak. Success to me is like a journey. You know, when you achieve something, you keep moving to the next, you keep moving to the next. You know, you have the drive to keep getting something better. You want, you have the drive because you really want to get better at whatever activity that you engage yourself into. So today I'm really going to talk about myself and how I, how, you know, how I got started. So actually I came here in the, to the United States through the DV lottery. Uh, for those who know the DV lottery, so we, I won the DV lottery. I came here. My, I really didn't have any direct family here. I had my aunt here. Um, she stayed here. So I had my aunt here who has been here for, she's been in the United States for close to like 35 years. And uh, when I came here, you know, she kind of like groomed me. Uh, so I prior, prior to actually immigrating here, I had a bachelor's degree in business back in Cameroon, where I'm originally from. And, you know, I, I was able to start up my own business. I was able to, like, get a job over there. I started working. And when I immigrated here, everything started from scratch, right? I know, you know, you, some of you may already share this feeling. Like, you came in from, the, from your home country with a bachelor's degree, a PhD, a master's degree, in whatever activity, you know, whatever, in whatever career path. But as soon as you come into the United States, you find yourself really starting all over right you find yourself starting all over you find yourself wanting to do things you find yourself wanting to do different kind of menial jobs that you wouldn't be able to do in your own in your home country so you think about okay so what am i going to start what am i going to start doing right i had the same questions i had the same questions i went around applying for jobs i went around really getting things done really to you know, looking for opportunities, um, applying for at grocery stores or pharmacies, customer service jobs. And, and unfortunately, I didn't get any of those jobs. You know, I didn't get any, any of those jobs. And at the time, I had so much pressure from back home, uh, money, 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 family members are sick. And, you know, I was here for like the first three months and I didn't get a job. And can you imagine the pressure from, you know, from parents and siblings back home who all relied on, on me, wanting me to like, you know, do this and support, provide this, uh, uncle, I want this, or brother, I want this, and that and that. You know, it was really challenging. But, you know, as things unfolded, uh, my aunt guided me. She said, you know, medical field is like the, is like the most lucrative, uh, lucrative business or, or career path that you can actually jump on, you know, being here, 
given that you have a background in business it's not if you want to do a business you really want to do like an mba here um it's going to be good but it's going to be really challenging for you to get a job don't get me wrong that might be true that might not be true right um but at the time i was very ignorant i'm like you know what aunt i'm just gonna go with the flow whatever you say i'm just gonna do it um i didn't know any better so i jumped on a medical assistant um i wanted to jump in the medical field but how am i what am i gonna do you know what am i gonna do to jump in the medical field i have no prior background knowledge of medicine nothing i only been to the doctor's office um in cameroon like you don't even go to a doctor's office you just go to the, if you're sick you just go to to the hospital you know they just took you an injection or give you some medication from the pharmacy and that's it so there was nothing like a doctor's office where people work at a doctor's office there was nothing like that so i think there is still nothing like that of that sort right uh but what i was what i was able to do was actually to jump on I went to, uh, there's a school called Allen School. Um, I'm based in New York, so it's an Allen School of Health Services. I actually went there, got the training, and you know, after the training, I was actually had an opportunity of doing an internship with a Nigerian doctor. So the Nigerian doctor did my internship for three months. I was part of the curriculum for the program. I did an internship for three months. After three months, they said, you know what? Uh, we really like your style. We like having you around. The patients love you. Um, you know, I was just being very humble. You know, very humble, just doing what I, what I, you know, what I was trained to do, being nice to the patients, and just being myself. You know, things worked out so so kindly. I got an opportunity. They said, you know, are you looking for a job? We can hire you. I said, you know what? Why not? So I jumped on there, I started working as a medical assistant. Prior to that, during my school year, when I was still doing the school program, I think the program was like nine months in New York. It's a nine month course. So I took the nine months course during the first six months of the, of the program. I had a job. I kept applying for jobs until I got a job at the, at a warehouse. I got a warehouse job at a, at a site, at a warehouse. It's like a night shift, right? It's a wine liquor company. And most every day, you know, go on the site or working night shift from nine from seven p.m. seven p.m. to like six a.m. in the morning. Um, then I'll come home, I dress up, get ready to go to school. Um, school begins at eight o'clock, so by the time I'm taking the subway from the train station in Brooklyn all the way back to Queens, um, I'm already running late for work. <laughs> I'm already running late for work. Uh, getting my breakfast and just you know jumping on the bus to go to school so i did that for six months and i was able to complete the program after the program then got a job at the at the doctor's office uh they hired gave me an opportunity to be a medical assistant and i think my first pay my first uh my first paycheck i got was i think what 14 14 50 an hour so 14 dollars and 50 cents an hour that was the first that was my first wage um that was that i made you know working at the doctor's office you know but one of the things that i noticed is that as i kept working at the doctor's office i started asking myself all these questions like okay what am i going to do what is it i want to do in my life do i just want to sit here and be a medical assistant you know i've been looking up online like okay what is it about medical assistant do they have some sort of a career path did they become a medic? Did they become promoted to be a medical doctor someday? You know, do they work for ten years and they become a medical doctor? You know, do they work for five years and get promoted to be a nurse? <laughs> you 
<laughs> you know, and I kept asking myself all these questions. I, you know, there wasn't any straight answer, and the clear answer was that there is no promotion uh, from a medical assistant. They could promote you to be a senior medical assistant within their, you know, within the doctor's office or within the hospital. And, or you could do a billing and coding, whatever, you know, some like billing within the healthcare system. So I had all these questions. I kept, I kept coming back to me. So I went to the doctor who was, uh, he was a primary care doctor. It's a Nigerian doctor who owned the place. And he was like, yeah, I asked him, I said, Hey, doctor, now Dr. Ola. So this is, uh, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to be here. And what is it, you know, what's that your career path? You know, I need some sort of guidance from somebody that somebody different, not you know, no longer a family member, but somebody that's totally different. Somebody that can give me, you know, you in the medical field, like what is it that you see? It's speaking to having an opportunity to have interns here every year and you know, working with medical assistants here. What is it that you you know you you see? So he said honestly. The field of medical assistant doesn't have any any growth. It doesn't have any progress. There's literally nothing outside of being a medical assistant. There's no there's no next step, right? Be, being a, a medical assistant. So you can either choose to gain the experience, use the experience as part of your requirement for nursing school, or you can do that if you, the, I mean, the, the, the clinical hours do count if you want to go to nursing school or medical school, right? Those clinical hours, they do count. I had a, we had a student who was actually one of, um, who, who came in as an intern. So she actually was, she was, she was planning to go to medical school and she was able to get all these hours and put them together and use it as part of her application, um, clinical hours for the medical school. So. I started thinking about okay, what is it I want to do right now? Because it's getting really. I've I've been working here for about twelve months, and I'm like, you know what? I really want to do something different. I feel like I'm. I feel like I have so much more to give. I feel like I have so much energy. Just coming here and hanging out with patients, you know, picking charts and giving it to the doctor. You know, what is, I wanted to engage more. So. I wanted to have an opportunity where I could engage more and find myself being more involved in, you know, in the medical field and help assist more with the process. So at, at the time, of course, I was doing this job and I was still doing the night shift. So it became very intense because I would leave this job. I would leave my job at at five o'clock. No, we're leaving at four p.m. We're working from eight to four. So. Um, 4 p.m. I'll take the bus home. I'll get a little rest. I'll I wouldn't even rest. I think I'll just go home, change, and just get on the train to the night job. So the night job, I have to start night job at seven o'clock. So from 4 p.m., take a bus, one hour home, jump on the train, an hour to the another to the um, one hour to the to the night shift. So I'll just sleep on the train for an hour, get a night shift, work all you know all night. Get up in the morning, um, 6 a.m. Sometimes I leave there at 5 a.m. Jump on the subway, sleep there for about another two hours. Coming home, get ready for the next job. So it was intense. Yes, it was intense, and that's the lifestyle that uh, I probably haven't said this to anyone yet, but it was really intense for the last for the next, for the last. I would say I did that for like a year and a half. I did that for a year and a half, and I I had literally. I have about had about three to five, uh, three to four hours of sleep every night for a year and a half. And somebody asked me, one of my guys whom I was working with together at the at the warehouse, like, dude, 
why do you work so much? You know, it's like you're doing all these things, you do all these things. You, you can just drop one job and do whatever. You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I mean, you were probably born here and, you know, you have all the resources available, probably don't have a family, you know, you just do whatever you, whatever you want to do, right? But I'm an immigrant and I, I feel like I have so much pressure uh, from back home and, and I, I'm, I'm here for a reason. I feel like I have so much to, to do. I feel like I have so much accomplished, right? I know some of you may already be feeling this, some of you, some of you are feeling this same pressure right you feel the same pressure and sometimes you, you you can easily get pushed to doing to doing something that may not be something you really want to do for the rest of your life but it's something that you had the opportunity to do right now right so i did that for a year and a half and i was able to like you know what i'm just gonna switch leave this job but before leaving the second job before leaving the night shift i actually made sure that i was confident in what i'm getting next to you know i'm i was confident in what i'm i'm going to be doing next so speaking with his doctor speaking with them over there at the at the, at the doctor's office spoke to them about my goals and my aspirations what i plan to do in my life you know and they were like you know what we actually have a research practice that you know they're conducting clinical research um some people may not know what clinical research is but so before medications come to the shelf you know of course you may have heard about clinical research now with the covid 19 and everything so um so clinical research primarily uh, it's called human clinical research primarily it's just about conducting or testing new medications on patients medications that have not been approved by the fda for general for commercial use um, but it's been approved temporarily by the FDA for doctors and pharmaceutical companies to test these medications on patients. So when they're able to test medication on patients, we, you know, gather the data, analyze the data, submit the data to the FDA, FDA analyze the data, see if the data fits, if it's safe and if, you know, if, if it's safe and effective for the patients to risk for patients of certain disease group to actually take this medication and actually get treated. So they were, they had something like this going on in this doctor's office, and I was really I was really poised. I was really moved to kind of like you know I think I want to get I think I'm I'm really interested in this. You know I spoke to one of the nurses who was working at the doctor's office. I'm like, hey, um, I, I I really like what you told me the other day about clinical research. Like, can I like learn a little bit about more about you know can I let learn more about it and what it's all about? You know she gave me some online resources. Go online. We about this, we about this, we about that, we about that. So I'm like, you know what? Sure. I went online, read a little bit about clinical research and certifications and how to get certified, how to apply this, how to get bigger jobs, how to do this, and the salary and all that stuff. You know, so I was really moved. I was really moved by everything. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna. I think this is gonna be my path. You know, it's gonna be my path. Let me let me see what I can do about this. So I went online. I got into an online program in clinical research and studied. I did the program for one year. Uh, at the time, do, doing the program, I was still working at the doctor's office. You know, I was, then I started assisting the clinical research team. I was assisting the team, the research team, and also assisting the clinical team, being a medical assistant. So it was a combo of like those different activities that I engaged myself into. You know, but I really liked it because it gave me a robust experience and exposure in clinical research and actually gave me an opportunity to think about what is it I really wanted to do myself, you know. So that's where my career in clinical research started. I can't wait to tell you a little bit more about how that has progressed throughout the years and how 
like how I've been here, you know, progressed through all the years of my life and have definitely used that to build a career for myself. And, you know, with the support of others, of course, you know, I, I've been able to like develop this, this amazing, this amazing, um, career. And I, I it's a very, in my opinion, in my opinion, I think clinical research field is a, it's an aspiring, it's a growing field, which has the potential to actually expand more. And there are a lot of us immigrants who are getting into this field, um, because especially for those who are, who are like in the med, you know, who had medical background in, you know, initially from their home country. You come here and you probably don't, don't know what to think about. And see a lot of Indians actually get into this field as well. A lot, of, a lot of Indians come to this field who have their medical doctor from overseas, from Pakistan, from Tunisia, you know, whatever, whichever country, right? But they come here and they think about clinical research like the path to go, it's like the way for them to go. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. I'm, I'm going to be going more um, in the next episode, more into detail about my day-to-day my -day career, like my day-to-day -day activity as a clinical researcher. Then I'm gonna be having some of our guests come up more because I have some of our guests who have been waiting. I'm they're like, really, I really want to jump on this show. I really want to talk about my career. I really want to talk about my goals. I really want to talk about how my journey, my American journey. You know, so I really want to talk about my American journey to think about how things actually unfolded for me, how I actually became successful. You know, how I actually became successful to the level that I am, and I, I'm really excited because that's not only gonna be valuable to me. But it's going to be valuable to you as well. It's going to be valuable for, for you to listen to. It's going to be valuable for you, for you to see that there, there, there are a lot of opportunities for you to actually succeed. There are a lot of opportunities for you to, to jump on. You know, being an immigrant doesn't mean you have to kickstart your life or you have to kick, you know, you have to press the reset button in your life, right? Um, but there are a lot of opportunities for us to engage into. And I'm going to be having our famous guests come on board and tell us a little bit more about their experiences, their exposure and your journey. So thank you guys very much. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Be safe.